What up, podcast? It's Rob. 2020 is here, and it's a brand new year, so there's a lot of great things happening with the club, and we're excited because tomorrow, the 15th of January, we have Mark Romanak we're hosting at our meeting. That's going to be great. So I don't know if this episode is going to come out before then, but we're excited to have Mark at our, our uh, club meeting. But uh, yeah, there's going to be some new changes for the podcast as well. I, I don't. I want to get more stuff out there for you guys to enjoy and, and use practically when you're fishing. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to bring you the great interviews with uh, national pros and just really good local sticks. But I also want to talk about practical things that you can use on the water in any sort of fishing application for walleye. So the first trick I'm going to talk about is something that I think is really handy and is not commonly talked about. All right, custom colors on the fly. So one time I was fishing on Lake St. Clair, and I had a particular hot bait. Um, I can't remember who paints it. I think it's called Honey Badger. It's got some green, yellow, and, and a crimson red on it. And it was a hot color. We were on the right weed bed and, and pulling off the right size fish off of it. We were fishing for a local derby, and that was a hot color. Couldn't get any winning fish, if you will, on any other bait. So unfortunately, I had a clevis that wasn't necessarily the, the best with retaining the blade. And when I was netting one of the fish, it, it shook the blade off. So I lost it. That sucked. But nonetheless, there's ways to overcome that. What I want to share with you is a trick where you can make custom colors on the fly. So what do you need to get started? You don't necessarily need a paint booth or a trap house to, <laughs> to make it happen. Um, you can do custom colors on the fly. Get yourself a gallon baggie. Grab a bunch of permanent markers from the house that you're not using. Various colors that you'd use um, that you'd want on a bait. And you can just get plain metallic blades and, and uh, paint them up real quick on the fly. So in the case with the story of the honey badger blade, I thought we're out of luck, but I remembered what we brought the bag of permanent markers and I was able to paint honey badger from my memory using those markers. And we had that exact color pattern right out. Now it wasn't pretty as a, a factory job, but it still got the job done and we started pulling fish off of it. Permanent markers is a really good tool to make custom colors on the fly. We all know that different bodies of water, different colors work at certain times. Lake St. Clair, obviously, uh, your, your coppers, oranges, and uh, perch type things are always good, but it's always changing, right? So what I like to do is to start with a solid foundation, silver blades, nickel, whatever you want to call them, brass, gold, copper, which is usually one of my best, and I buy them in bulk. And, and one place to get them in bulk is Jan's Nutcraft. They sell bulk packs of whatever size and whatever style you want. I like deep cups. And just fill yourself up a little gallon baggie of those uh, permanent markers that you got around the house. Another thing I'll say is if you don't want that shiny type pattern, you can always go with a matte marker. You can get those at craft stores. Even even those chalk markers will work, right? So um, just something to make you a little bit more versatile and adaptable if you're a spinner fisherman. I know I am. Lake St. Clair, that's pretty much bread and butter. But yeah, I want to get more stuff out for you guys to learn and have practical tips that can help you adapt when you're on the water, wherever that may be. So that's custom colors on the fly. I look forward to kicking out more stuff to help you out on the water. This episode, you're just going to have me talking. <laughs> and uh, I just want to kick off 2020 with something practical. So there's a quick tip. Hey, the, the open water bite is still going on. Um, Anyone that can use social media can tell you where it's happening. I mean, Lake Erie's still open. Lake St. Clair, there's a good bite going on here. But I want to challenge my listeners to put yourself out of the comfort zone. If you're a Great Lakes guy from Michigan, wherever, um, you're probably a troller. So 
what are things that you can do to help yourself become a more versatile angler? Um, obviously, understand your your quarry, what you're going after. Understand the the seasonal movements of walleyes, what they're doing, why they're there, and that'll help you better dial in a program for targeting fish. Whether you're just trying to fill up a, a live well for for dinner or lunch, or you're a tournament guy and you're trying to get the big bites. Understanding the seasonal movements and why walleyes are where they are will help you out greater in the long run. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we had Bruce Shano on there. He mentioned a great book. I think it was called Through the Fish's Eye. I put it on the podcast page, but you definitely want to check that out. I think it'll help you out better understand how to target these fish. And there's certain predatory instincts and how to best target them. But I guess while we're on the topic, we'll talk a little bit about casting. So most guys love to troll. I'm, I'm one of them. But uh, you don't have to always have the structure to pound fish. And um, sometimes, you know, that's what's going to hold fish there. I think it's kind of like a mystic art, at least in the Great Lakes region where I'm at. I mean, you hear guys on Saginaw Bay do it with structure casting. Guys in the northeastern corner of the lower peninsula certainly do it on structure. But um, guys, I want to tell you that you can do it wherever you go. Um, the guys out west in Wisconsin, Minnesota are kind of ahead of the power curve. If you're better able to understand where fish are, it makes more sense to stay on them and bomb a jig or a lipless crankbait and grind that spot to get big fish. If that's your goal, then to just troll and, and uh, burn time when you're out of that productive zone. And that's coming from a guy that trolls. I love to troll. But there's times where you might want to cast. If there's a certain hot weed bed, if you're fishing Lake St. Clair, or, or there's a rougher area with, with gravel or, or quagga mussels that's congregating fish, um, you might want to put the brakes on, use your side scan or your structure scan on Lowrance, whatever you're using. Find those fish, lock on there with whatever kind of trolling motor you got, and, and bomb some casts at them. And it works, man. Like if you saw the podcast page, I was fishing with a buddy, and, and we started bombing ripping wraps on them. It worked. Try something different. Get yourself out of the comfort zone. I think you'll enjoy more success. All right, so what do you need for casting? Well, realistically, you can use anything from six foot to just over seven foot, I found. And, um, you know, I'm not here to sell you guys on anything, but, you know, I'm a lamb glass guy. Um, I haven't been talking about their stuff for a reason. I wanted to use it for a year and, and see how it works. And so far, so good. Green light. Um, I, in particular, I use that Lama Glass Closer Walleye Series 6'3", and I find that it's got plenty of backbone, it's got a sensitive tip, and uh, just in general, I can feel every wobble of that lipless crankbait and every rattle of it, and I can pick off bites really far away from the boat. So, um, that's a cool stick, but um, yeah, so you know kind of what you're looking for. You probably want a medium, medium-heavy rod with a fast action, but and the lengths that I'd mentioned. Um, I like fishing braid, 10-pound Power Pro, and that high-vis yellow to a fluorocarbon leader. That's always been very good for me. I like that Power Pro braid in that blaze yellow. Um, one, it casts smooth. Two, it holds the color longer because I dual-purpose that thing for vertical jigging in the rivers, Detroit River, St. Clair River. Uh, but uh, also, it's just really durable stuff. So in the casting application, I usually use a heavier fluorocarbon leader um, anywhere between... Uh, uh, it's a steelhead leader. It's called Drennan. It's six pound rated, but really it breaks at eight and a half. Or I'll move up to uh, maybe a 15 pound uh, leader material. I like Seeger Abrasics. That stuff's super tough, um, especially if you're fishing near weeds and quagga mussels. It just holds up really well. 
And that's all you really need, man. At least that that's what works for me. Now, um, what does it look like to find these fish? Well, um, there's plenty of really great resources on the internet to find what fish look like on, on structure scan. And I'm not going to spell that all out for you on this podcast, but I encourage you to check out YouTube, check out a um, number of different videos and publications that are out there. Look at some pictures. Basically, these fish are going to look like popcorn and you can see their shadows if they're suspended off the bottom. And uh, by using that and getting familiar with it, you can kind of see where the fish are relating into relation to the boat. Um, if you find these fish, you can stay on them with your trolling motor. Well, I've used motor guide and Minkota stuff. Both of them have like an anchor lock function. It's very practical, very useful. Lock yourself down as long as it isn't too choppy. And then uh, see where those fish are on structure scan. You can start bombing some casts out there. Sometimes you experiment with the lift and the, you know, if you will, the, the rip. Uh, sometimes they want a more aggressive, large rip. Other times more subtle. If the bottom composition allows you to, you can let that bait marinate a little bit too more on the bottom. And uh, just experiment with the different cadences and see what these fish want. Most of the time, they'll clobber it. Sometimes you'll get a swipe and they'll miss, but just don't give up because they'll stay with it. So casting's a lot of fun. I encourage you if you haven't done it, it's a blast. It's something to build your confidence with fishing spot on spots. There's plenty of places on Lake St. Clair to do it. Anywhere in the Great Lakes, really. And I've had success doing it on inland lakes. So another thing I want to talk about is I talked about making custom colors on the fly. You can do it on the spinner blades. I buy them in bulk. But you can do that on your regular crankbaits and lipless crankbaits too. As long as you don't mind having them being painted with a permanent marker. I'm sure there's ways to remove the marker with a nail polish remover. I personally haven't tried it yet. Once I commit to it, I commit to it. But hey, maybe you guys have tried it. And you can remove that permanent marker stuff if you tried that trick. Let me know. Hey, on the podcast page, there's a message box. You can send us a message through the podcast page, or you can also email me. I believe my email's on there. And uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. I want to hear more about what you want to hear about. But this is a, a show where we're talking walleye fishing. We're a very local show because we're targeting walleye in southeastern Michigan. But we realize we have a national reach, too. And I've had some great national guests, professional anglers, and uh, just all-around good people on the show that don't just fish in Michigan, don't just fish in Ohio. Uh, they tour all over the place. And, you know, maybe one day I'll be able to do that, too. But in the meantime, I'm going to cut podcasts. I'm going to have fun. This is just a short one. I wanted to talk a little bit of fishing, but I'm looking forward to it. We still have an open water season. I know people are still getting it in, like uh, Don Murray, one of our long-term members, and uh Hey, we're full of great people in Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. I just want to make sure that, um, you know, there's a place for you. No matter where you're at, I mean, obviously Southeast Michigan, we have a big population density and we have access to these great walleye fisheries. If you want a, a place to call home <laughs> for fishing and find good people that are like-minded, we want to be that. So Lake St. Clair Walleye Association, reach out to us and, uh, hey, try something new. Get to know some good people, have some conversations. But that's it. I want to keep it simple this time. I'm not going to have some big, long episode, but we are talking about custom colors on the fly. Uh, just a quick practical tip. Get yourself that big Ziploc baggie, fill it up with markers, and you're ready to go.